the MMA Fight Corner. Get back! Joining us in the Fight Corner right now, coming off his win at UFC 124, Jim Miller. Jim, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. Listen, I mean, I have to tell you, my jaw is still down on the ground from Saturday night. <laughs> I have to say, let me ask you, was that the plan? Did you see this when you came? Did you visualize this fight? I'm sure you do that many times. Did you see it going down this way? Um, I, you know, I visualized myself subbing him out, and, um, you know, it, it all depends on what presents itself. I, I wasn't thinking really uh, knee bar. I was actually feeling a Kimura for some reason. Um, but, yeah, you know, the knee bar presented itself, so I, uh, I smashed it up. Yeah, you certainly did. You certainly did. What do you think now um, could be next for you? Now, I know I don't want to get too into I know you don't uh, pick and choose who you fight, but I'm sure you're surely interested in what's going on right now in that lightweight division. The two guys fighting next month, you know, you, you've fought them both before. Those are your only two losses. And now uh, they got this little tournament going with the WEC. So I'm sure there's probably another fight in there for you in between, but... Uh, how interested are you in this little tournament? Um, you know, I'm very interested. You know, I, 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 I like the fight, you know. So, uh, um, you know, getting a, getting a fight and not, not having to wait months or whatever it would be for, you know, that title shot, you know, is, is something I'd, I'd want. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, there, there's uh, a whole group of guys that I haven't fought yet. So, you know, uh, you know, I'm just looking to uh, take a little time off over the holidays and then hopefully get back in the gym ready to, uh, to try to beat somebody up again. Hey, Jim, this is Ronnie. Uh, show me what a small world it is. You actually wrestled in high school with my brother-in-law, Ed Pacola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I married... Uh, I Definitely married a Holly. small world. Right, I married Holly, his sister. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. First of all, uh, congratulations on the fight. I watched it. I was uh, going nuts. We were all rooting for you. Um, who are you, Thanks. as far as like in your, uh, if you had the choice to pick, would you pick, say, like uh, Sean Shirk, George Sideropoulos? Who, who would you prefer for your next opponent? Um, I, I'd pick Sideropoulos because I, I think we're both on that, that same road. Um, you know, he's, uh, you know he, he's got the fight in Australia, so it would be a long time to... To, to wait for that, but uh, you know they have pulled out and switched switched opponents uh, before. So you know I, I think I'd like to fight him. Um, probably you know a lot more than, than than any of the other guys because there there aren't many guys in the situation that we're in where you know we've both gone six seven fights without losing and you know and fighting tough guys. Um, you know everybody else has has a loss or two in, in the last you know. Four or five fights, so um, yeah, I, I think that's the that's the fight that makes the most sense to me. Right. What do you think about uh, the upcoming fight with with Edgar? What do, what's your prediction? Um, I think I, I think Edgar's going to uh, pull it out. You know, he's um, he's a totally different fighter than the one they fought, in, you know, the first time. Um, you know, Gray is, is is very good at, at fighting the game plans and. You know, coming from you know, with Randy whispering in his ear, he's, he's very you know very good at fighting fighting the game plan and sticking to that that plan throughout the fight. Um, but uh, I think I think Frankie's developed too many too many weapons. 
Now, now you train still uh, every every now and then with Frankie, right? I mean, being in Jersey, it's kind of a small place. You kind of need to go and uh, surround yourself with those type of fighters. How often do you do you get a chance to be around Frankie? Um, in the last year, not not much, not much at all, really. Um, when when he started training for for BJ the first time, um, you know, he switched up his, his training. You know, uh, was was going in to train with the nurse. You know. Once, twice a week, uh, going into the into the city, training the Enzos. Um, so he was bouncing around a little bit more and, and instead of coming up by us. Um, so we really haven't trained that much together in the last year. But before that, we were we were training, you know, once, twice a week together. Yeah. Now, the, if it does propose itself, then there would not be any issues of getting back in there and, and going down with them, even though you guys have kind of developed a friendship over the years. I, you know, I don't think so. I've, I've never heard anybody ask him that question. I've never seen it in an interview or anything like that. Um, you know, but from from my point of view, you know, I mean, we've done it before. We've, you know, we beat each other up in the room. Um, <laughs> you know, why why not do it? It's nothing personal. Um, you know, we were we had a hell of a fight the first time, and we we push each other in in different areas. So we make great training partners. So it's just a, a, a fight that would be, you know, really tough. I think for both of us. I think we both have to, to watch out for certain things in the fight, and it would be a fast pace, you know, scrap. Uh, I think it would be an amazing fight because the two of you have improved by leaps and bounds since the last guy's time you went at it. So I just think it would be a hell of a war. And I've spoken to Frankie, and he he's you know. He's just such a different fighter now, and as are you, so it's something I would definitely need to see. Not that I'm putting pressure on you, Jim. I'm not pressuring you saying you got to fight your friend. <laughs> but uh, so we were just talking about how you got the win this weekend. Uh, how was the trip up to Canada? Uh, you know, can't complain. It was, uh, you know, we got there and it was pretty nasty out, but unfortunately, we stayed in the, the hotel world this time. Um, you know, big buzz around. Around the uh, the hotel the whole time we were up there, and uh, you know, just a, a great, great you know crowd. I mean, the, the fans there were awesome. Um, they're definitely one of the you know one of the top top crowds that I've, I've fought in front of. You know, by like you know attitude wise, with like booing over stupid things. Uh, you know, they were just very very knowledgeable of the fight game and, and very into it. Yeah, now it was rumored today, actually, I had just heard this. Uh, it was rumored that the UFC is possibly coming back to New Jersey in March. Uh, do you think that's uh, enough time to lay off before your next fight? Yeah, yeah, that's plenty of time. You know, um, I, I was planning on probably right around the, you know, the turn of the year, getting back getting back into it, you know, and, and working on improving myself and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be fine. Really. Now, uh, what locker room were you in? Uh, were you in Koscheck's or GSP's? Um, they, they usually have like uh, a couple, like oh, did know, they? Four or five. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure GSP probably has its own room. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was with uh, McCorkle and a couple other guys. All right, yeah, as, as long as you weren't with Koscheck, because I was, I wanted to know just how, just what the <laughs> environment was like, because I'm sure. That guy, I, I had odds whether or not he was going to make it to the cage in one piece. <laughs> I mean, they just don't like him up there. 
Were you surprised? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, they definitely, uh, there was a little bit of, of angst, you know, with, with him around and stuff like that. I was going to say to you before, you think, uh, what, were there any GSP fans there? <laughs> <laughs> At all? <laughs> a couple. I saw one girl wearing the I Love GSP shirt. Yeah, uh, but, but, but that was one. It. Right, but that was one. Yeah. That was a distant cousin of GSP. She was an anomaly. Yeah. <laughs> an anomaly. <laughs> Hey, Jim, were you surprised at how that fight went down? Did you think that uh, Koscheck would have done a little bit better? Um, not really. <laughs> you know, my, my bet was basically that, that uh, GSP was going to, you know, frustrate him and, and shut him down. You know, that, that was my, my prediction. Um, you, you really can't, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, hold against Koscheck. He's a tough kid. And uh, you really can't count him out in his fight. He's, he's got plenty of power and, and the skills to, to beat anybody, really. But um, GSP is just so good at, at making you worry about, you know, one thing and then doing another. You know, he, he had, you know, was taking Koscheck down at the right time so that Koscheck was worrying about takedowns and, you know, he was working that jab so well and, um, you know, his movement footwork was, was was great, so he was just throwing so much at Josh, you know, that it kind of just took him out of his game and uh, and, and froze him, you know, he just didn't didn't fight aggressive enough. Jim, do you feel that part of Koscheck's uh, trash talking, or I guess, I don't know if it's trash talking necessarily, all the talk he does before a fight is a way for Josh to psych himself up? It's kind of his own psych up, basically. It's kind of like maybe he doesn't believe all of his hype, but he has to make himself believe it. Um, Especially I'm, fighting I'm, someone I'm, like GSP. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a that's a pretty daunting task, you know. I mean, the, the first fight he did, you know. He, I mean, I think that was the first time, or you know, one of the first times that Josh taken down and, and controlled, you know, on the mat. Um, so I'm sure that messed with his head a little bit. So he really had to psych himself up, you know, for this fight. But uh, you know, I. He's selling the fight, you know. I mean, it's, it's something that I, I feel we shouldn't necessarily need anymore, but um, it works. You know, he was just he was just trying to get the mic around the fight, and he did a good job of it. Hey, hey, Jim. One of my buddies is a three-time All-American, and uh, he's been to a bunch of different wrestling rooms where GSP's been there. And he said that, uh, you know, many uh, multiple-time All-American wrestlers just have a hell of a time taking him down. If anything, he takes them down at will. How do you explain, I mean, in your opinion, you know, the guy's never wrestled in high school, he never wrestled in college, and he's going head-to-head with All-Americans and pretty much dominating them in wrestling. How do you explain that? What would you think, like, his secret is? Uh, he's a hell of an athlete, and he, he trains with an open mind. Um, you know, I think that's one of the the major challenge to all the post wrestlers is that, uh, you know, it's a very uh, ego-driven sport. Um, like, in, in the past, especially, you have a lot of these wrestlers come in, the, the Mark Kerr's and, and Coleman and stuff like that, but these guys wouldn't, wouldn't train off their back and wouldn't want to learn, you know, the other, you know, ground art, basically, you know, should do and, and, and stuff like that. Because of the, the ego factor, um, George just wants to learn. You know, he's a student. So being being a great athlete and then just having that uh, that open mind and and having trained, you know, karate and everything as a kid and 
and working his way up. But the biggest thing about training a combat sport your whole life is you learn how to move. You know, you learn how to look at somebody do a move and copy it just just by watching them do it once or twice. So he already had that that you know that code in there to uh, to pick it up. It was just a matter of what did he what did he go get in the way or not? You know, and, and he's not the type where his ego is going to get in the way. So he just you know picked it up. <laughs> right now, do you train exclusively um, with Jamie Cruz, or do you? With, like for this camp, did you go outside anywhere? Um, we we try to get to, uh, to train with uh, Vitor Shaolin, Mario, uh, once a week. Um, he's a, a, a fantastic training partner for me. You know, if, uh, you know, I think he's a four-time um, world jiu-jitsu champ. Um, so he's a he's he's a great guy to train with as well. Very knowledgeable. Um, you know, and yeah, I, I train with Jamie a lot. He's, uh, He's got a, a, a great game for, for MMA. He, he never translated into MMA because he doesn't like getting hit. But, um, <laughs> Who does, really? You know, Let's be most honest. People, most people don't. <laughs> yeah. It, it, nobody, nobody likes getting hit, but some guys, it just doesn't bother them. You know, I, I tend to think that it really doesn't bother me to get hit. It bothers Jamie getting hit. <laughs> I'll pass, you know. That's why I'm behind the mic and not over there. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. Now you um you you just mentioned Vitor Shaolin, and I mean this guy. I actually every every fight watch it with his crew. They go down to a bar in the city, and they have a whole table res- reserved Shaolin MMA. We watch. It was amazing. We we do it every sat every uh, UFC. I watch it with those guys. A great group of guys. Yeah, they are. Definitely are. Now, um, so you say you got the holidays coming up, and then you're just gonna do a little relaxing. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm trying to uh, try to get out and, and, and hunt something. Um, you know, the, the biggest letdown of having this fight when it was is uh, Dan and I missed the first bear season in New Jersey in five years. So we were both a little mad about that. So uh, we're trying to get out and uh, and bang a couple of beers so we can fill the freezer. Nice, nice. Now you, um, whatchamacallit, is this the first time that you and Dan fought, like, on the same card? Um, in the UFC. In yeah, the UFC. Um, yeah. What What was the experience like? Probably about five times. What was that? What was the experience like? I mean, being such a high-profile card. Um, you know, it, it really didn't change much. You know, we're, we we both, you know, take take the fighting with a with a professional attitude, and and you know, we we trust in our other guys that we have there. So it's you know, it's always great to have Dan in my corner and and be in his corner. But you know. When you're in there, it's it's really just about you fighting your opponent, in my opinion, and, and your corner's there to, to to pick you up if you can't get up under your, under your own power. And uh, you know, we both trust those guys that we have around us. So it was, you know, it was a little it was a little stressful when he was fighting. You know, I was I was amped up. I I, I yelled a little bit too much and, and actually lost my voice a little bit. You know, during his fight. So. Uh, yeah, that's got to be double anxiety. You know, you got your brother, you, what's going to happen? I mean, that's got to be stressful. Yeah, it, it is, but I, I I definitely get more nervous when Dan fights than when, when I'm fighting. Um, so, that, you know, there's that nervousness and, and you know, the butterflies and stuff like that, but I also feed off of it, you know. Um, he, had a, he had a really tough fight, but still, I, I just get so so happy for him, so proud of him, you know, when he goes out there and fights that it, it just gives me 
you know, extra momentum and, and extra, you know, just desire to go out and, and basically fight for him, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and then kick some ass. Well said. Now, you mentioned something earlier, and we'll let you go after this. I know you want to get to the killing some deer, which I'm all for. That's good. Um, which, by the way, fixes our question of what do you do in your spare time? I think that I answers kill the question. I kill some deer and bear. I bear. Kill some deer. Not even deer, bear. <laughs> yep. Are you like Tristan from Legends of the Fall? Do you like wrestle the bears? <laughs> hey, man, I, I want to... That's, that's an honorable way to die, in my opinion. Get mauled by a bear. <laughs> 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 like a the end. I tell you a funny story. The first time I ever went to Sparta when Holly and I, you know, we started dating. I'm a, I'm a Long Island guy, Queens guy, New York City. We drove all the way up to Sparta. And uh, so we were hanging out at a house and I heard this loud slamming noise. I said, what's that? So we go run into the backyard exaggeration there's a bear smashing her into her garbage can trying to get the food from i was like what am i doing here i was up in ringwood during the summer and all of a sudden this bear just ran through a barbecue i was at and i was just like all right i'm out of here i'm gone you go after them i run away from them but uh the last thing i want to ask you is you mentioned earlier when billy asked you about uh josh josh koscheck wow it's a tough name to say and uh his trash talk that's something you don't ever do. You've never been known as a trash talker, and you had stated that you don't think that's necessary anymore. Do you think the sport has gotten that big that we don't need to hype things up like that? Uh, unfortunately, not yet. Um, you know, there there aren't other sports that you have to do that. You know, Tom Brady doesn't have to hype up, you know, the game against the Jets. People are excited to see it because of the talent they bring to the sport and what they're capable of doing on the field. It's like my father used to Jim, it's like my father used to say. We he used to have a Corvette when I was a kid. I used to say, "Come on, let's race. Let's go out and race this car." My father used to say, "We're driving down the street a Corvette. They know it's fast, Bill." Yeah, you know exactly. It's it's we're. I mean, I, I personally just don't don't like to do it because we all know it's BS. You know, Muhammad Ali admitted that, that everything he said when he was hyping up fights was, was bull. So, you know, when, when people are listening to somebody, you know, run their mouth, they they know in the back of their mind that they're acting, they're lying. You know, it, it's just an act. So, so why fall for it? In my opinion, you know, like, it just doesn't, uh, I, I think we should be past that by now. Uh, you know, uh, the sport has evolved so much that I, I just... I know, I don't know, you know, I'm just, and I have, I'll, get, I'll get fans by just going out and fighting hard. And I have two words for that, James Tony. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you're, you're obviously a no BS guy, and, and that's, uh, and that's, I like a good, that. that's a good way to go. Thanks a lot, Jim. Listen, congrats again on the win. Enjoy the holidays, and uh, enjoy some uh, hunting. Thank you. Th- thank you, buddy. Enjoy. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Take care, Jim. Have a good one, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.